Welcome to the Blonde Runner podcast with Coach Laura Erickson, where she shares her healthy living tips as a running and triathlon coach and mother of four. Hi, friends. It's Coach Laura here, and I wanted to talk about rest and recovery today. Uh, This is a really important topic. Actually, I think this is probably one of your most important workouts of the week, and it's often the hardest one to get for a lot of athletes. Uh, A lot of the people I work with are type A personalities, and they're very gung-ho and dedicated and determined, which is all great, great qualities, but they often have a hard time recovering from workouts because they're not taking enough rest. Even if it's prescribed, even if I put it in their training plan, sometimes that's the hardest day is to sit and do nothing. So I wanted to talk about that. It's not necessarily doing nothing per se, but it's certainly not exercising. And I know, I know for me, there's huge benefits in exercise, especially if you're a high anxiety, like stress person, like I am a bit, I need it for like, it helps me, like it helps me calm down and things like that. So um, there are other ways to do that, however, I have learned. So I did want to talk about the, that and emphasize the importance of that rest and recovery day. Uh, on the training plans that I put together, generally uh, there's one, I encourage one full rest day every week. A beginner to elite athlete, doesn't matter. Um, one of the reasons that I've been able to compete for so many years at a higher level is because I take a rest day, a full rest day every week. So uh, generally a rest day for me is after a long workout day. Um, My longest workout day is usually Saturday, so Sunday is usually a rest day for me. That can be any day for for anyone else. You can certainly move that around. Um, But I like to have a day that I can focus on other things because I have a busy life and I have a lot of other things to manage. And I know if you're listening in, maybe you have kids as well and you have a family and you have a job and all the things that we try to balance. And so, uh, I also think taking a rest day allows you to like appreciate the days that you can run. So that's something to think about too. Um, when I talk about rest and recovery, I mean a lot of different things. So rest can mean a lot of different things in and of itself. So let's talk about rest itself. And I use both. I don't just say a rest day. I say a rest and recovery day. And there's a difference and that's why I indicated that way. So let me kind of explain that a little bit more. When it comes to rest, you can think of it in many ways. But rest usually means um, resting your muscles from exercise. That's what I'm referring to as well as actual physically sleeping rest. And there's also something called um, active rest. So Let's, I'll just indicate what that means. When I like when I'm at the track and I'm doing intervals, I'm taking rest between the intervals. Maybe if I'm doing 400 meter repeats, I'm doing a walk jog between before I do another repeat. That's called active recovery. So the reason we do that is obviously giving our body time to recover from that interval, and that's important to do. Um, when it comes to weekly exercise and Um, There have been a lot of other resources that indicate that you should be taking one full rest day every seven to ten days. So this isn't just what my philosophy is, but it is actually very valuable to take a day where you're back off of exercise. I like to back off of exercise like completely for that day. Maybe I'll take a walk or maybe I'll do foam rolling, uh, extra stretching on that day, but I don't do intense exercise one day a week. Um, many times it's often, often through the week, not just one day, but usually it's one full day of just working on other things. So when I, I want to explain why you want to take these, this rest. So 
I'm sure that this isn't new to you, that you need physiological time to recoup. Um, the whole process of getting stronger is to stress your muscles, stress your body. This could be mental too, and then allow your the time to recover from that. Um, that is what you need. And everybody's recovery time really is different. So for you, it may be one thing. For another, it may be it may be more time. It just depends on the person. And I would say if you're a beginning runner and if you're not sure, I do have a podcast talking about, you know, we can determine if you're a intermediate or advanced type runner, what it kind of gives you that, that breakdown so you can understand, but everybody's a little different on what, what they recover. But if you're first starting out, you may need more full rest days in the week. And I would indicate most of the runners that I have running, I do not have them running every day. Even an elite runner, I think, needs some, I believe, in cross-training. And I also believe in maybe the workout is is very recovery-like, like we're doing yoga and extra stretching. That is your workout. And so that can be challenging, especially if you get what I like to call Strava Envy, where you're on there and you're watching all your friends and they're doing all these miles. Um, it can be kind of a hazard. So I think be careful with that, especially if you're a beginner runner. I know you get excited and you see what they're doing and then you think, oh, I can do that. But a lot of those athletes have been running for a long time and that is valuable. I've been running for a long time. So the volume I can handle, my body can adapt to is going to be different than someone that doesn't have that history on their legs. So think about that um, and be careful. Strava can be valuable, it can be a motivator, but maybe you need one day a week where you're taking a break. If you're somebody that looks at that every day, maybe that's time to take a break from that. Um, I like to utilize my rest day for other things too. Um, I do a lot of meditation that day. Um, I usually do some meditation every day. I'm a big believer in keeping a gratitude journal. I'm, I think that sometimes we neglect our mental work and it's easy to go get an ex a, 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 or exercise in or workout in, but we don't always think we need to exercise our mind in ways that will help us as an athlete. So there are meditation and things that we can do to improve that and don't neglect that part. Maybe it's the goal setting. Maybe it's evaluating how your week went. Maybe it's setting goals for that week. Spending the time and having the time to create those things mentally for yourself will help you physically in your workouts so that that your rest day is a good day to do that so um all right i want to talk about this concept rice i'm sure you've heard this acronym r-i-c-e rest ice compress and elevate because we're not only talking rest rest is in between intervals rest for recuperating from your week rest is in sleep um but we're also talking about um, how to recover from workouts. So this acronym is used a lot of times when it comes to recovering from workouts. Honestly, I believe that recovery is the differentiating factor when it comes to elite performance. You know, we know what to do for training, but it's what we do between our training sessions that differentiate the real winners, the people that are just excelling. It's what are they doing on their off. And I think that's, that's where that's where they can really get ahead. So can you, if you're a beginner runner, you, if you learn the, the things that you should incorporate into your recovery between workouts, you're going to do better because if you recover better, you're going to be able to 
do those workouts better and you're going to be less at risk for injury. That's probably the number one reason to have this rest and recovery day every week. Um, so again, with the rice, rest, ice, compress, elevate, these are all principles of recovery. So obviously resting the muscle, um, getting enough sleep. We talked about that quite a bit. Uh, the next one is ice. Uh, I know this is kind of a big thing now. People are doing ice baths and uh, those kind of things that are really actually important. These polar plunges, <laughs> very cold, but your body learns to what, what's mentally healthy in a way because you, um, you have to learn to focus and not focus on the pain. And usually it's, you know, I've done them and <laughs> so you're cold and it's hard for the first few minutes, then you get very used to it. Uh, it's quite interesting. I always like to share these little tidbits, but recently I went to the Titanic Museum in Branson. My niece got married and um, it was, they had a little part where you could put your hand in the freezing cold water that all the, the, um, all the Titanic people, you know, went into was freezing cold. And initially you could put your hand in, they let you do it for three minutes. Of course I had to do it for three minutes. So, but initially you're like, Ooh, and you want to pull it out or pull your hand out of that water because it's so you know, cold, but as you stay in there, it just becomes numb. And then, it, then you can stay in for a while. However, that is not my whole body and that's only one hand, but there is a mind over matter component that comes with doing things like that. And there's a physiological benefit and I won't go into all the benefits of cryotherapy, but there's a list of them and it can be very helpful for your immune system, a lot of different things. So definitely I encourage you to check that out. There's different modalities with that. Um, your ice bath is probably your more common. Uh, and of course, yeah, look up polar plunges and uh, it not necessarily do you have to jump into water per se, you can ease in and there are a lot of different, like I said, ways of doing it, but check out cryotherapy if you've never heard of it before. Uh, and the next thing is compression. I'm a huge believer in compression. Matter of fact, I have my compression socks on. I don't know if you can see that, <laughs> but I wear them usually Sundays, uh, all day or a lot of times after workouts. I actually wear them a lot during workouts. Um, I'm a big believer in cry uh, in the compression. And I think there's kind of a benefit to the amount of pressure. So not all socks are created equal. I'm a big fan of Lily Trotter. If you want a discount, I can give you that. So just, um, I'll put it probably in the notes below or there'll be a link or somewhere on my story, something you'll find that, uh, they're very beneficial. Um, they kind of take some pressure off your heart to pump that blood to the extremities. Um, they can help. There's just a laundry list of things that they can do and to improve. Um, I also have compression boots. Uh, my daughter, she's in volleyball, had a tournament this weekend, really sore. She used them as well. And so those are very valuable, uh, for moving that blood around, um, helping the legs recover. Lots of, lots of, uh, benefits to that. So compression is one thing that you can do. Uh, for recovery. Another thing is elevate. Uh, often when after a workout, I, it's, it's a hard thing. Like I, this is my office. I, I, um, you know, have to work at a desk some, but sometimes I can work on my phone with my feet elevated and I often will do that. So especially after workouts, there is kind of a timing. And so if you can get your legs up, that's going to make a difference, uh, on recovering and you don't want any swelling. If you have any swelling, you definitely need to consider compression, look into it. Certainly ask your doctor if that's a good thing for you. Um, for most people, uh, compression is a really good thing for you and you can actually buy compression tights. 
Um, I mean, I think there's a kind of, there are people out there that don't believe in compression. However, I just think it's interesting when you have surgery and they send you home. Like I had my, I had a surgery, um, in August, my knee surgery. And what do they do? They send you home in compression socks, right? Cause it prevents those, um, blood clots and things like that. If there were, if they weren't valuable, why would they send you home in those? Like, obviously there is a benefit to compression. Uh, so think about that. Um, all right. So other reasons we take those, that rest, not only between intervals, but actually through the week is we can replenish our glycogen stores. Um, I think one of the things I don't always see this in, you know, I always do a little research before I do any of these podcasts just to make sure I cover everything. And this is not something I always see, which it should be is hydration. Hydration I find if I'm getting a lot of workouts in a row, in a row, in a row, I often will drink throughout as much as I can. I will say in the winter when I'm running trails and I have my backpack on with the hose, um, you can use the bottles as well and they don't freeze as much, but that hose sometimes will freeze and I don't get as much water as I want. So I always try to go into workouts hydrated. Um, but if you run enough and often enough and do a lot of different workouts, you will get somewhat dehydrated and trying to stay hydrated as much as you can. That extra rest day gives you a day to get rehydrated. Uh, so I really like that. I always focus on as soon as I'm done with any workout, my next workout is recovery. So I'm resting, I'm hydrating, I'm eating. Eating is a really important thing when it comes to recovery as well. So many people, you know, they're trying to lose weight. And so they restrict their calories to the point where they're actually putting on fat and, and losing muscle because muscle takes energy to sustain. And so if the body isn't getting the calories it needs, it loses, it loses the weight that takes calories. In other words, muscle weight, right? I know for me, if I stop exercising, I actually lose weight. And the reason why is because I'm losing muscle. So that's something to consider. Um, another thing is, I don't know about you, but I, I coach myself. So I get a little nervous for my own workouts. And so it's nice to have a day where I don't have that pressure on myself. Um, and so when you're feeling stress, stress could be a good thing. But if you're having a lot of stress, those cortisol levels go up. That cortisol high cortisol levels will affect how you may, how you maintain muscle or not, or how you, how you deposit fat tissue or adipose tissue. We don't, I don't think you want that. So, um, you definitely need to eat to support what you're doing. But I also don't, I don't like to see athletes overeating because they're thinking, Oh, I'm training for a marathon. I can eat as many calories as I want. No, it doesn't quite work that way. So, um, rest, important of rest and eating and nutrition is all hand, goes hand in hand with that recovery. So making sure you're getting good nutrients, not just eating whatever you want. You can do that a little bit more when you have a little more calories that you're burning, right? So uh, I have my pizza day and I love ice cream and I have, I love root beer floats and you know, we all have those kind of things. So that's okay. Just keeping it in balance and not going, you know, starving ourselves and stuff. But again, that rest day allows us to have that time or the body to re that time to replenish and get rehydrated and get the nutrients that we need. Um, and then having that mental break, I probably don't have the cortisol and my cortisol is probably not as high on the day that I know I don't have a hard workout to do. Right. So that's a good thing. Um, I did want to talk about a concept and I see this a lot in athletes. Again, I told you I work with type A personalities and oftentimes they feel guilty when they don't work out. Um, 
I don't know. I guess for me, I've done this long enough to go, well, I deserve a rest day. So I don't really have that problem as much, but I could see where if you're watching others and getting, of course, into that strong strava envy, then that's concern or problem. Um, I did learn, many of you know my story, that I lost a little baby girl um, many years ago now. And uh, I was on high risk. I was high risk pregnancy. And I was on 10 weeks bed rest after that with my my boy, my first boy. And that was hard. But I, I am a person that needs that anxiety outlet of running, but I learned during that time that you can manage, um, manage your stress levels without exercise. So if it's just a one day that you have to deal with the stress, um, in your own life without being able to have that outlet, then learn other ways, find that meditation and these kind of things. I mean, learning that whole control of yourself, I think is a really healthy way of living. So just throwing it out there, it is possible. I lived through it. So, and I have four other beautiful children, so I'm very lucky. Um, all right. So let's talk about some other things. I want to make sure we cover everything. Um, oh, another big reason to uh, have these rest days and recover properly is so you don't get hurt. I mean, oh, if you've ever been injured, uh, you realize you don't, you don't, you want to prevent that as much as you can. Um, I think that having that day off allows that recovery, allows you to replenish everything and your risk of injury decreases. Also, there's some, there's something called over training. This often happens with people that do too much and too much and too much. Um, and often sometimes with running because there is that good feeling you can, um, I think that having that day off allows that recovery allows you to replenish everything and your risk of injury decreases also there's some there's something called over training this often happens with people that do too much and too much and too much um, and often sometimes with running because there is that good feeling you get after you may do it when you shouldn't do it right so that can lead to burnout and overtraining where you're just your body is just kind of at this depleted state and it's just you're a huge risk for injury injury if you if you really think it's hard to take a rest day imagine being injured and having to take time off from running and getting out feeling like you're getting out of shape not good so for for the sake of preventing that do your rest and recovery day and I challenge you to try it if you're not used to doing it uh, I say try it um, I think uh, I know I've talked about this con the concept of streaking. If you listen to my podcasts on definitions for running, I did talk about streaking. And the problem with streaking, I guess, is that you don't get that rest day. However, if you're being really vigilant about your recovery and, and getting your rest and things like that at night, those you can still streak and be very healthy. You, you have, I mean, it doesn't have to fit into a day off per se um, as long as you're getting blocks of time that you're allowing rest I think that's that's the real key and then preventing that um, you know you can tell when you're feeling like oh, I'm gonna get burnt out like you can feel when that's coming on and you know there's no harm in saying this week I'm gonna relax I'm gonna especially after big races and things I think it's really valuable I know a lot of people will take 
a day off for every mile that they raced. So that can be very, very beneficial. Maybe people need even more than that. And that's not a bad thing. I wouldn't say take it completely off, do nothing with yourself, but not give yourself any pressure, of course. And then walking or hiking or changing what you do. I'm a huge advocate for cross training. It's part of all my athletes uh, training. So definitely, um, you know, you can, you can streak and still be, you know, be healthy in that. So just, you know, understand the principles, I think, of what we're talking about here and why it's valuable. I think that's going to be important for you. Okay. Um, all right. Other things that you can do on your rest day, I think I mentioned foam roller and stretching. I will be doing a video on that so you can see what I'm talking about with that. I know I've talked about stretching before and dynamic warm-up. These are all important components when it comes to, you know, easing into your workout and preventing injury. Um, uh, and there's another concept as well uh, called periodization. Periodization is really, you know, it's kind of a build and then having an easier day. A lot of my training, I do that. I think that's a good element of a good training program. So make sure you have that maybe down week um, where you're kind of taking a little more, a little easier so you can allow that recovery and gain the strength that you're getting from the workouts. Um, if, if you don't allow that, you're really losing the benefit of that hard workout. Um, so making sure you're taking that. Um, yeah. And if you, you know, you notice, Hey, I'm, I'm hangry a lot. I'm irritable. I'm just feeling exhausted. I am excessively sore all the time. That can happen when you first start working out, but it also can be a sign that, hey, you need to have a rest day or you need to have a rest week. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, you know, another thing that I think people have struggled with a bit and we'll probably have another podcast on this is tapering. Tapering, you kind of feel like you're getting out of shape and you have all this energy and it has nowhere to go and you feel out of shape. That's very common with taper. Um, but that's your, your energy, you know, your body is allowing that energy to recover the muscles. And so it feels a little different and, and it may feel a little different if you're not used to taking any rest day, but I challenge you to give it a try and then work on something else. Like don't just do nothing like work, actually focus your attention on a mental aspect, do visualization, look up meditation, um, you know, put on music, do something that fills your soul in a different way. And I think you'll, you'll find that it'll benefit your running. So until next time, live well. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Healthy Living Podcast. Be sure and check the show notes for resources or links that we mentioned in the show. You can also find them on my website at blonderunner.com. B-L-O-N-D-E-R-U-N-N-E-R.com. You can also find me on Instagram at the blonde runner with an E and coach Laura Erickson. And that's L-O-R-A. Before you forget, I hope that you will um, follow this podcast and like it so you don't miss an episode. Also, it really helps if you leave a review so other people can find it um, and share it with your friends. Until next time, live well. Thank you.